0: Welcome to the Every Child podcast, where we discuss adoption and foster care and the experiences of families coming together. In today's episode, Rachel Cobb talks with Jeremy and Jennifer Adams about their adoption experience, bringing home three siblings from Burundi, Africa. The Every Child podcast
1: Okay, so why don't you guys introduce yourselves.
2: I am Jeremy Adams.
1: I'm Jennifer Adams. <laughs> and you guys are married. Mary. Oh, yes, we <laughs> and, are married. And um, we're here mainly just like talking about your family and things. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? I know about your family, but I don't think everyone else does. Yeah. You want to start?
3: Um, yeah, we've been married almost 19 years. We're a big blended
1: family. Mm
3: -hmm. So when we got beautiful blended. Yeah. He had two and I had two. And then we had two biological boys
2: together. We each had a boy and a girl. Boy and girl. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were like, let's let's tie this all together with one more. So we had taken. And, <laughs> and then one more we And one more. And then one more came along. So then there was six children pretty quickly. So we were a messy, blended family, and then added two more and within a couple of years, and so, yeah, so it was pretty crazy for a little while.
1: Mm-hmm. So you had, let's see, six mm-hmm. for a while, quite a while, obviously. Yeah. And, um, When I first met you guys, you had two living at home, and you still have your older two boys Mm -hmm. living at home, Tegan and Caden, and then um, now you have three more, and um, tell us about your three kids from Burundi. And I think too, like, people probably don't know where Burundi is, so maybe talk a little bit about that too.
2: Yeah, so we didn't know where Burundi was either. (laughs) you know, just going going back to how as kind of how we ended up learning about Burundi was was essentially doing work in Ethiopia. That's where we were going to adopt from. Mm-hmm. We just decided Ethiopia was going to be our focus. Uh, we made a lot of contacts there. We we're doing some work, and just felt like that's where we belonged. And uh, we started uh, the adoption process in mm-hmm. Ethiopia. And uh, we had just finished our first home study study, and uh, we were kind of clicking along there. And then we had, you got got sick and that kind of stopped us for a minute. And so we put the pause on the adoption Mm -hmm. for uh, while we kind of figured that out. And then...
1: So when you say sick, maybe you should
3: clarify, Jennifer. I I had been... Some symptoms that couldn't be explained and eventually through testing found out I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very unpredictable disease so we didn't really know mm-hmm. what the future would hold for me so right. and I just started treatment and um, so yeah at that yeah. point we decided that we needed to stop the adoption. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah but it wasn't too long before we realized okay we got I think we have a handle on this, yeah. and it's going to be okay. Uh, so let's let's move forward again. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, at that time, Ethiopia had closed adoptions. Mm-hmm. So um, we began to do some research and decide, you know, where where should we go next? And we looked at a lot of different places. We looked, uh, at, you know, what it would look like if we adopted. Uh, through the foster care system or we uh-huh. just simply, you know, domestic adoption. And we looked at a lot of different countries. And then we landed, we didn't typically land in Burundi, but we started we learning. Eventually you landed there. We, st- <laughs> yeah. we started learning about Burundi and uh, just just felt like there was um, you know, definitely something calling us to Burundi. There was the, the uh, you know, that, that country like like over fifty percent of the country is under eighteen years old. Wow, like it's uh, a large percentage of the population is wow. fifteen year olds and younger. Uh huh. Um, and is
1: it now size wise like how big is Burundi if you compare it to a country like Ethiopia?
2: Um, it is uh, a small fraction of the size. Okay, so is, small. Uh, one of the smallest countries in Ethiopia mm-hmm. or in Africa, Africa. right? Africa.
1: Does it border Ethiopia or where? No, no,
2: it okay, geographically, it, 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 where
1: is Burundi in
2: Africa? It is uh, east-central Central East, East Africa. Okay. So uh, it kind of borders uh, Tanzania, mm-hmm. so, and uh, just south of Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kind of tucked away in there. Uh, most people don't don't know where it's at on the map. Right. Yeah. But then. Yeah, what else can we say about that?
1: Well, so you are obviously pursuing, adopting um, from Africa, and you obviously have a draw to Africa. So when you think about that, like, do you... Are there certain things that pulled you towards Africa or certain things you love about Africa?
2: Yeah, that kind of goes back to the time that I've spent in Ethiopia, I think. It's not... It's not necessarily Africa. It's... um, uh, yeah, I'm certainly att- attracted to the different cultures mm-hmm. in uh, particular countries in Africa. And, um, you know, we, we weren't really drawn to Burundi because of any of those uh, mm-hmm. ideas. Uh, okay. We hadn't been there. We right. didn't know. Right. Uh, but in Ethiopia, we, uh, you know, some of the things that really stood out were just how uh, everyone was just so supportive of each other. It's just, it's just such an uh, amazing culture where... Uh, you know, you have these villages where, you know, Christians are, are living with Muslims and they're all just kind of together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they celebrate when, you know, we were, you know, building a house there one time and they, we were able to move a family out of the slums into this little home. And the entire village just mm-hmm. celebrates, like a big yeah, celebration. It is really just running cool. through running around, having, you know, eating together and singing and dancing together. And I just really love that, that level of just care, compassion, and support that mm-hmm. I saw within those communities that sometimes we, we don't necessarily see right. in our own little neighborhoods that we live here.
1: It's much more so, of an individualistic culture versus yeah. a communal culture.
2: Yeah, so, I, you know, I assumed that m- most cultures in different countries of Africa, especially in East Africa, which would kind of operate on the same level, Mm -hmm. so, uh, and that, uh, I think that has been proven to have been true, Mm -hmm. uh, just in our time spent there, we've only spent a week there, but we got to see a little bit.
1: So okay, so you let's fast forward a little bit. So you decided to adopt from Burundi, and obviously you have three children from there. So mm-hmm. there were details that came from when you decided till when you brought your kids home. So maybe just um, give like a brief picture of what that process looked like. Yeah, I'm to talk thought. about.
2: So I, I think it, you know, it's. One of the most interesting things about our adoption is that we adopted three children, three Uh siblings. So, you know, know, just the process of how we ended up with three children is kind of... And
1: siblings prior to being adopted. So, siblings now, but they were siblings in Africa as well.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, we didn't set out to adopt three kids. we, We have, you know, the two, our two boys at home, so we were... I think our heart was set on adopting a little girl. Mm -hmm. That was, um, I think, what we were set up. So um, during the home study process, we were approved for a certain age group. So we were originally, with our first home study, approved for um, one female Mm -hmm. or mixed genders up to two children, Mm -hmm. ages zero to six. Right. And we landed there for a while and felt pretty comfortable with that. Um, And you know, you have to update your home study every year. So we're getting close to that year mark. And um, with our agency, you're always getting waiting children come through. Mm -hmm. And um, on this particular day I was at work and I just happened to log on there and notice that there was these three little girls from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was just something about them, you know, even though our heart was in Africa, but just when you see, put a face, Yeah. And it was funny because he like texted me not too long long after that. And he said, did you see those little girls? And so I said, well, (laughs) you know, how hard would it be to switch? And, you know, um, so we actually reached out to our agency about these little girls Mm -hmm. and, um, they said that they would check everything. But, um, in the Philippines, even though I, you know, I'm a quarter Filipino, my grandfather was from Mm -hmm. the Philippines. So I thought, Hey, does that give us an edge? Uh, but unfortunately, uh, multiple sclerosis—you mm-hmm. cannot have that disease and adopt from the Philippines. So, we.
2: Um, that well, we was, did. We did start the process. We like just we started right. yeah. to fill out some information. Right. And we were. We were that that uh, yeah. serious about it.
3: And I mean, I was standing at work. She actually had then called me and said, you know, th- now we could fight it. It might be a lengthy process. That um, right. you would have to completely get out of the Africa program. And, um, so I think at that point we said, no, but then our caseworker asked a very important question. <laughs> she said, so are you open to free? And
1: right.
3: it wasn't even something that we even discussed. I just instantly said, well, I, I guess, I don't know. Uh-huh. Sure. And, um, cause I was at work, wasn't even talking to Jeremy about it. Um, so like I said, we were a year up almost and, mm-hmm redoing our home study we had decided well you know maybe we have a better chance of getting matches if we update so at that point we moved it from zero to six to
1: zero to eight okay
3: um, and then it was just one of those things I, I said well let's move it to three
1: right why not I mean, why not Let's <laughs> do one more and it really
3: right. wasn't even something we discussed it just I mean looking back now it's exactly what God intended for us to do because uh-huh. we changed it in what that was June Mm-hmm. May June ish, in July the meeting the committee met. Oh my gosh. And we were matched with
1: the I three. I have chills. Yeah. That's so
2: neat. And, and looking back on the on the paperwork, our agency was helping you know kind of <laughs> organize some of these you know, some of these groups of children and and get them you know, through the process to be, Mm to be eligible to be adopted. Right. They knew about these three children.
1: Right. They're like, Hey, are you open to three? (laughs) I mean, just asking.
2: There's not a lot of people that have three on their, right. uh, On their home study. So. Yeah.
3: Today we are the only family that has Mm -hmm. been open to more than two. Yeah. Of our agency.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was, so we got the call Mm -hmm. and, uh,
1: You have to call in August then. Mm -hmm. And so from August till when did you travel to bring your three kiddos home? March. Okay, so So that was paperwork, getting things done. So you traveled in March. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about what that process, the travel (laughs) portion was like and meeting the three of them for the first time. I Um, was following your... (laughs) facebook pictures and loving every minute but i know you guys were a little more busy
2: (laughs) traveling was 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 difficult it was difficult we it's kind of self-inflicted some of the things that we 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 traveled with a a big suitcase full of um uh, baby formula Uh to to donate to the the shelter Mm -hmm. and you know in hindsight, I would have traveled with like one outfit and <laughs> nothing else, because um, even though I was able to leave that bag when we got there, traveling home with
3: well, it's hard to pack for three, for oh three my that, you're
2: not, that you're not, not met right
3: the right sizes yeah. and mm-hmm. so yeah
2: yeah so traveling yeah, we've you've you fly forever mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, we flew to where did we fly to first. So we'll say Germany, and then we. Yeah. It's funny because Africa seems so close to Europe, and you forget <laughs> on, on a tiny globe. <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. Close. So you get there, and then you're like, you gotta fly the exact amount of time from Europe to uh, you know, to Burundi. So yeah.
1: just that tiny little flight.
2: Yeah, so traveling was 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 tough, but. We were excited, so the traveling there was pretty easy. We Um, arrived
3: on a Sunday and met the kids the very next morning. Were you exhausted or were you like amped up? At that point, I think we were just so excited. It Mm -hmm. didn't really hit until.
2: It's such a strange feeling because you uh, process going into it. What am I going to feel like? Am I going to be, am I going to cry? You know, am I going to be like super nervous? And you're almost in a bit of a fog the whole time. you mm-hmm. like, I think I should have been more emotional. But then mm-hmm. you're like, you just are, I don't know if you're just so focused in on what you're I also you're didn't doing. want
3: to scare them. They didn't yeah. want to be a blubbering mess. Right. Yes, yeah, they,
2: they were, were already scared enough,
1: they weren't were they? They were very scared. So did the two of you, like looking back, did you experience that day differently or was it similar? Uh-huh.
2: I do I haven't really thought about that.
3: We were pretty much on the same page. I think we were
2: just... I think so. We had talked it to death. Uh
3: Uh-huh. Well, you had from like the fall to
1: spring
2: to analyze. And and there is
3: something about when, you know, they walked into the room. There's three of them, dividing your Mm -hmm. attention between the three. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was, I think we were just very focused on their needs and didn't really let our emotions... Yeah, and
2: your emotions are really, I think, play off of theirs. Yeah. So they had been... They were been, very
3: scared, so we were wanted them to be calm. Yeah, they were terrified. Right. Um, everything was very intentional, mm-hmm. even our movement and patting their backs and not mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. instantly. I mean, I've seen videos where the family runs up to the kids, <laughs> hugging, kissing. Right.
1: We did not do that because we right. were
3: bringing their signals that they wanted (laughs) us to ease
1: into this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's maybe something too, that people maybe misunderstand a little bit about adoption, thinking that these three kids are coming into this moment as excited and ready as you are, Mm -hmm. but they're kids and this is everything they've known and they're getting ready to lose all of that. Mm -hmm. And so it is a grief process Mm -hmm. for them.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. And we weren't prepared for that. We didn't. We didn't really un- understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not know what was happening. Right. They had no idea how far away mm-hmm. we were going. Mm-hmm. That, did not, that did not compute for them. Um, they I mean, that knew doesn't we compute leaving.
1: for a kid that even is no. that age, yeah. and that's explained to them for but months. You,
2: yeah, I think you get these stupid ideas in your head that you know, everyone wants to come to America, mm-hmm. and they know where America is and know what it's all about. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember, you know, we had, we, we met them and then we went into a little room where we all ate a meal and, and the kids showed off some of their dance moves. They, you know, all the, mm-hmm. all, the all the kids in the shelter kind of come together and sing and dance for you and everything. And, um, I, I remember just watching all the kids dancing and then Lewis, the, the oldest of the three. And ta- wa-
1: say, maybe we should say how old the three kids yeah, so, are and their names
2: um, too. So, so, so. At this time, uh. Lewis was uh, six years old. Am I right? So
3: seven, five, and four. Well, four, five, seven. seven. Yes, Nine. seven. So, um, so Lewis up.
1: was your oldest.
2: Yes, so Lewis was seven years old. He was the oldest. And I remember watching him walk to the back of the room and where all of the caretakers were kind of all all in chairs along the back wall. And he walked back there and was kind of just talking to some of the... the adults back there and then he came back and was just bawling mm-hmm. just huge tears and it kind of caused a little like I mean, it got a little uneasy there for a minute you know those caretakers mm-hmm. were watching and, um we still don't know you know what what happened in that moment but it seemed as if he was you know telling them goodbye and which you know he, he won't yeah. even tell us about it now but mm-hmm. um but I was able to, you know, take a moment there to just stop because I was f- taking pictures and videoing the the kids dancing, and I just put my phone down and walked to the the center of all these kids where he was standing and just got down and, and just held him for a minute. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a good moment to show the you know because there's a lot of um, a lot of confusion with what adoption really is mm-hmm. to not only the kids but the caretakers as well absolutely so, um so they're all afraid and at this point i'm the biggest person in the room yeah. and i have literally. a beard right. i'm a little bit scary and i was able to get <laughs> just down in get just down kidding. on their level and and show that you know we really do care about these kids and, mm-hmm. and i think that was a good bonding moment for for lewis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: so okay so After bringing them home, what has their adjustment been like and your adjustment as a family been like to, I mean, they've left everything and they've moved to Southern Missouri, which is Mm -hmm. not at all like Burundi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so life has like completely changed for them and for you guys too, because you went from having teenagers to now you have three kids kids that
3: are younger.
2: I'm taking you there.
3: Um, well, I think one thing that was good in country before we came home, um, we, our agency actually would not allow us to bring our biological kids. Okay. Um, looking back, that was I think a good thing. It gave us we were in country in Burundi for one week, and then you finalized the adoption in Kenya for a week. Mm-hmm. So we had those two weeks where it was just us, just fully focused on them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because we had those. Those first moment issues of, especially with Eloah, our four-year-old at the time, um, he had a a really hard time. Mm -hmm. Just, he was scared. Oh, and so confused. everyone was scared. But with him, he didn't know how to... Mm -hmm. to...
2: Yeah. We were just another set of caretakers at that point. We were not mommy and daddy. There was Mm -hmm. no emotional connection at all that you... You want, you think it's going to happen, but it's not there yet. Oh, absolutely. Uh, So So that
3: was good to have that. Um, And then also, you know, I know I'm going back, but uh, the plane ride home.
2: But we worked through through a lot (laughs) in those two. (laughs) We worked through a lot in those two weeks. We did, in
3: the two weeks, yeah. It was
2: critical to getting them feeling safe and comfortable with us Mm -hmm. before we introduced them to everyone else in our family. Mm -hmm. That was really important.
3: So what, And once we were home, we did decide to limit their interaction and we just kind of made their world so small and stayed home and, um, yeah,
2: but they, they were very excited was. to get here and they meet were. their brothers and sisters.
3: Mm-hmm. They, we were able to video chat in Africa yeah. with our, with our boys here at home. And so yeah. they had a little connection before being thrown into a, this big family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just nine kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so far, I mean, I think honestly, because I mean, we're still in contact with other families that traveled like the week before and week after, and um, we've really been blessed. I think it helped that you know, they had each other, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you, you know, stuff has come up mm-hmm. to be expected, but for the most part, that we, their adjustment has been mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
2: you. We could not have described where we're at today. Back then, we couldn't mm-hmm. have said, you know, at this point, we're. This is the what our life is going to look like, and right. it's going to be great. Right. At that time, you can't see where things are headed. Right. It's a little bit terrifying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But each week, and like I said, you know, just two weeks together, we really resolved a lot of those mm-hmm. trust issues. Uh, before we came home and then you know one month later we've mm-hmm. we've picked away at a little bit more and then another month and here we are
1: eight ten months
2: ten months i'm great with the dates <laughs> really ten good with dates. seven five yeah. eight we'll say we'll say it's eight to ten as long as you know how many we're at eight, eight to ten months work. right now uh yeah it's amazing Malawa, especially yeah, yeah. it's a
3: completely different boy yeah mm-hmm. the
2: little guy was so scared and now he is uh, so well bonded to us, like, mm-hmm. we couldn't have, have have seen that. We you kind of know you you mm-hmm. hope, but sometimes mm-hmm. in the in the first moments you're a little you're a little like, mm-hmm. not certain about yeah, how right. things are going to end up. Right. Right. And, and
1: you don't have a guarantee.
2: And I think that's really important that you one there's no guarantees, mm-hmm. uh, but also if you just be you. Do the things you're supposed to do, bond with your children, spend time with them. It it is a slow process, but you'll get there. Mm
1: -hmm. What are some of the things that, looking back over the past almost year, that you're grateful you did, or that you would encourage other families, maybe that are in process or have considered adopting or fostering, to do? Um,
2: Well, I think. Just going back to the very beginning, adopting three children was a really good choice for us, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of parents aren't aren't open to that. Mm-hmm. And
1: seems scary. When we sure. look
2: at how our kids have adjusted uh, compared to some that are coming in a- alone, mm-hmm. uh, it was a much easier transition. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I would say you know, that's a that was a really good choice for us, and it could be for someone else if it just you know. Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't mean double the double the problems right yeah and i think that's the way some some might look at that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know here's the problem here's the issues that come up when you adopt one child are are you going to triple that when you adopt three and Mm -hmm. i i think you actually reduce Mm -hmm. the issues by giving them someone that they are already familiar with just to be with uh, through that process Mm -hmm. so that was that was one of the things that i mean Mm -hmm. it's a big one it's a tough one, but that was one of the best things we did.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what else? So I I'm curious too, like for families that maybe are excited about your story, but they say adoption is not for us. What are ways that like you would encourage them to get involved in caring for kids in Africa or locally?
2: Mm. Involved. You know, when you, when you talk about adoption specifically, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you know, it's really important that we're all we're all working together. And I think, you know, Sam Cobb, uh, who is the you know, the CEO of of Floors, has said many times to me, you know, if everyone that considered adoption would would seriously pursue it and those mm-hmm. that can't do it and mm-hmm. decide that they that's not for them would support those that are doing it mm-hmm. well, we could make a serious impact in that way so you know, that's one one way just supporting those uh, that are pursuing adoption but um you know in my experience the yeah i just in taking these big leaps mm-hmm. and uh you know Adoption is a is a big leap, but also, you know, I've reached out to people in other countries to just ask what how can I get involved, and um, I think people need to kind of start to realize that the world is is not as big as you think, mm-hmm. and it's really easy to make connections in other countries and find uh, organizations that are that are making a a, a positive impact in those communities and. Get involved, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for you. But um, you know, just reach out, just do the research, and you know, look at you know, if you look at Burundi, you know, I can you can find a number of different organizations that are that are not only supporting adoption, but they're also uh, they're also actively pursuing ways to keep families together and uh, and teach them teach families how to uh, better support themselves and. Uh, things like that, so uh, I'd say, yeah, that's what I would suggest. But
1: And then, you know, I know when I talk to people about adoption, like a lot of people, especially with international adoption, cost is a huge barrier, and I am sure bringing home three kids from Burundi was not cheap, and um, yeah. a huge obstacle to overcome, and so for people that maybe that's the biggest thing standing in their way, what would you say to them?
3: Yeah. Um, you know what? If your heart is set on it, if you know that that's your calling, it's going to work out. There, You just have to be very resourceful. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did not have anything saved for this. And then when we got matched with three, there was expenses. Like in the con- in mm-hmm. country, the attorney had a little car that he took all the families in. Well, it didn't fit us, so we had to hire <laughs> <laughs> another driver for right. a different car, and so there was all these little things that added up, and, um, and we're very blessed that it all worked out, um, but there's resources out there.
0: Mm-hmm. You
3: just have to dig around. There was we had grants um, yeah. that were even specific to the state of Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, which was one that I had applied for. We actually got the kids, and when we came home, we had a check waiting for us, yeah, that's and, cool. um, yeah. So, and, and then you just, you get resourceful. We cut out eating out. Okay. You, um, yeah. I think we sold a lot of things. We had, you know, we did, we had, right. we did honestly, we uh-huh. had, um, you know, garage sales and things that we didn't need. We just kind of looked around the house and what are some things that we can cut out to help, yeah. um, the we
2: cost. We sold a lot of things more than mm. we You just, remember. you
1: just get resourceful.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: but and I is, bet you
1: don't miss them at all now. No. You have no. your three kids home.
2: No, I did sell a motorcycle <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah. missed that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it is a sacrifice. I mean, if we if, if there's we're still somewhat recovering from it, mm. you know, even ten months later, it's you know we make sacrifices for a lot of things in our lives. Mm-hmm. If we want to buy a car, you know, even a TV, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take a hit for a little while, uh, but. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to do those kind of things mm-hmm. then you should be willing in this case to there are sacrifices. but there are, the there. But there are mm-hmm. yeah there's and we could have we could have probably even gotten more you know you there's somebody you just have to do the work there's a lot of paperwork on all of mm-hmm. the grants and things to fill out um, so you know one thing I would suggest is as you're going through that uh, keep copies like digital copies of everything you do because it's almost copy and paste. And sometimes we would submit something and then turn around, we're doing it again. Mm -hmm. And we don't have any of that information. I wish we'd copied that and (laughs) had that available to us. Right. Yeah. So
1: lots uh, and lots of paperwork for sure.
2: Yeah. We have filled out our our share of paperwork. Mm
1: -hmm. So, um, as we're getting ready to wrap up and, um, finish up I'm just curious like what your one piece of advice would be for anyone who just has even had like a tiny thought that they might adopt what would be like a next step for them
3: for me it was just the minute I think we started talking about it it's just educating yourself um about the whole process. You know, if you felt led for a country, just find out everything you can about that country, or if it's domestically, just um, I'll read all the books. Um, you have to anyway, but just mm-hmm. to educate yourself and try to, and you're never gonna be completely prepared, mm-hmm. just to, to prepare yourself for, um, prepare your heart, mm-hmm. I think, is was one of the best things that we could do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think one of the, the, the greatest things you can do, and for us, we know so many adoptive families that mm-hmm. it's really easy for us to just sit down and, and talk, mm-hmm. but families that have adopted love to talk about adoption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a lot of groups, whether it's Facebook groups or things mm-hmm. that you can connect with. They, so I would say start talking to families that have adopted and Mm -hmm. they will share this kind of information and help you understand the things that you need to prepare for. And also it will get you excited about the possibilities and probably move you on to the next phase. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I have loved seeing your family grow. Your kids are so cute and, um, it's just been neat for me to be able to observe a little bit about the past year of your life and just the adjustments you've made and honestly the risk that you've taken just with being willing to adopt three kids and seeing how that's worked out so thank you yeah
2: thank you we really appreciate all of your support you know through the whole process appreciate it it's
1: been exciting to me
2: yeah it's been fun
0: Thanks for listening. The Every Child podcast comes from Realwood Floors, a company working till the day every child is home. Realwood Floors designs, manufactures, and sells beautiful hardwood flooring in order to support adoption and foster care for children and families all around the world. To learn more about our mission, visit realwoodfloors.com.